Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations, where we invite our hosts and guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. This season, we're also looking forward to engaging more with our audience, hearing your enlightened views, and answering questions and topics you would like us to weigh in on. Today's episode is hosted by Michelle Lightworker. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Enlightened Conversations with Michelle Lightworker. I've just had a download earlier this week that um, I would be doing some different Enlightened Conversations where it was addressing some topical issues and using my spiritual team as a sounding board and as a conversation and translating that across so that you get a snippet into uh, how I've been basically um, asking for guidance and receiving it and the form changes from year to year but this this current form has probably been in place since 2018 and I have a team that I speak with that consists of a variety of connections that I've had across the years and they've all come together and I, I wanted to share that with you in fact I didn't want to share that with you so much as I was guided to share that with you today um, and I thought that this would probably come into play a little bit later in the year. However, I had set up a, a podcast with another person and we changed it and then I'd forgotten we'd changed it and I turned up today for it and here we are. I've got a space um, all prepared. So I felt like I wanted to walk you through who my spiritual team is at the current time. Now, apart from uh, loved ones who have crossed over, who I have a lot of contact with on an ongoing basis, my spiritual team, um, we kind of sit in like, you know, a team's meeting, if you like, um, where if I have a question and I bring it to them, we have a bit of a, um, you know, pass the pipe kind of thing. We're not literally passing a pipe, but we kind of go around and they speak to that topic. And that topic um, for me hasn't been made clear today at all. So potentially this is just an introduction into how this is done. I'm not sure. It's just unfolding as we go. Um, what my team consists of, who they are, um, my first person that I'd like to mention or being that I'd like to mention, and these are all representations of ourselves in some form, but this is how they symbolically come through, um, is Archangel Michael. Um, Archangel Michael has been um, the guiding light in my guidance since 2005 when I had an um, uh, encounter um, in, in, I was sitting in a, a steam room in, in, a, in a gym and um, I was told by Archangel Michael that that's who they were and in order to prove that they um, asked me to go out into the reception and let the, a particular person let them know that their dog was okay and they and they burst into tears and they said oh my dog passed on the weekend I said well you need to know he, he's okay she said thank you so much and it was the beginning of me trusting my guidance and listening and then I was told after a few different um, uh, assignments you could say that that got me a little bit I guess ready and prepared I was told to get a group of people together and that we would I would be channeling through uh, with Archangel Michael's help uh, the principles of light worker training and that's how that all started and I I advertised I got people together and I channeled through the 12 principles which are the absolute bedrock of everything I do um, you, you could say they're my spiritual navigation system and so I have gone on to 
you know, accredit the Lightworker Practitioner Training, write the Everyday Lightworker Bible, which cross-sections those 12 principles with our energy centres. I've written uh, numerous uh, articles uh, for Holistic Bliss Magazine, Lightworker Advocate Magazine was also full of these as, as, um, as that was the focus of the magazine. Um, shared those with my colleagues, talked about them in the Enlightened Conversation podcast, covered them in um, documentaries and, and spoken about them in films. Um, that I've partaken in as well. So Archangel Michael um, is has been a constant since that time, and um, I, uh, the, 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 I guess the energy behind Archangel Michael for me is it's always about cutting to the core of the situation. It's always about no BS. It just goes right to the core of it. Goes cuts away with his little sword or the the frilly bits and, and and just goes straight into the middle and goes boom this is this is the truth of the situation that sort of truth that he wills so for me um Archangel Michael um in this particular forum that I have um sits right at my very back almost like he has my back um and so um that was the first uh being that that I that I have in this circle and the the, the second is on on my left um which is Buddha and Buddha um, tends to speak to the, the compassion, the compassion side of things and the joy. Compassion and joy, I would say symbolically that of Buddha and, and also very much in that non-attachment realm. So being quiet, seeing things from um, like a greater perspective, like a bigger point of view, more like a unity consciousness and seeing everybody as equal and in unity. So that's, that's Buddha. And then uh, directly in front of me, um, but yet beyond another being that also is in front of this being and it's just around in the circle um, is Jesus. So I have Jesus and I um, feel like Jesus speaks to the part of me that is really all about unconditional love in the situation and goes that step into the direction of forgiveness and non-judgment and letting go of um, letting go of judgment um, and yeah, treating people how you would like to be treated and seeing people, seeing people's cry for love in a situation. So where they are maybe struggling um, with parts of themselves that they haven't forgiven as well, or maybe they're not even forgiving me. So that's, that's Jesus. That's, that's what tends to come through from, from Jesus. Um, and then on the my direct right of the circle is um my indigenous uh elders um i have worked with this indigenous these indigenous elders for quite a while um back in 2009 i was guided to um help people who had um who, particularly light workers um who had stayed behind when they had had died um and and that could be individually or that could be on a mass and to help them to cross over because they felt that obliged to stay to help others cross over. And so I was being called to help them. So I would go to locations like 9-11 and other places where there had been bombings and uh, a lot of people had been annihilated. And I had first responders who were um, deceased and, and had um, stayed around to help others and, and police uh, men and women. And I had, um, like, they didn't even know there were um you know meant to leave they thought they had to stay and it was about helping the light workers to move on we need you so we need you to come on back in a different form now um and so in 2009 um once I'd been doing that for a little while probably about six months I set up a um a center 
in um, in Uluru, uh, an energetic centre, and I had uh, people come there, like light workers who wanted to help continue that work. So I was actually training them on some of the techniques that I'd learned, and they would come to the centre, and they would learn those techniques, and off they would go. So energetically, I, I wasn't travelling around the world so much energetically. I was more in the Uluru space. And that was where I made some really deep connections with the Indigenous elders of the land. And they were helping me and Jesus was helping me there too. Um, and I, I, I gained a lot of, um, I guess, respect maybe is the best way to, from, from, a, from an honour point of view, is um, those elders that were working on that level of consciousness recognized what I was doing as helping the planet and I I felt a deep respect for for them because I felt like they, their love of earth um their love of um the not just Australia where where our indigenous population the aborigines are today but this 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 more global uh love of the earth and and, and the vibrational frequency of the planet and that they could see, I guess, the respect of, well, you know, we need, we need this sort of the light workers that stay behind for too long start to actually get heavy. And so what they were saying was we need, you know, this to happen. So thank you. And I felt like they could see what I was doing or what I was being guided to do as being helpful. For the planet um so my indigenous elders and i go back to uh, 2009 and and i'm sure they interchange like i'm sure they move there's um there's different bodies of that indigenous population represented as well so it's also it's just a group it's actually a group to my right so i don't i don't i don't look at faces i i i i, I just listen and i hear what they have to say and i respect it and i um, it's it's very it's very grounded, extremely grounded, and and extremely planet focused. Um, so there um, on on my direct right, and then straight in the middle um, is uh, for those of you who don't know, but I have written a book about conversations with Ralph, and Ralph um, is the name for the interdimensional being that I met um, that. Uh, we uh, had conversations with Ralph on uh, numerous topics and that we talked about um, how, how evolution, um, how our consciousness is evolving and how what actually happens, why we're here and um, what we need to do while we're here uh, for that to happen. And so it was very powerful discussions. And so um, on a cosmic level, on a greater evolution of consciousness level, um, Ralph comes in and gives directives on that, um, how it comes into play in the present and how it is affecting our future and where we've come from and the steps required to get to where we want to go. Um, and often gives me that sense of um, anything is possible um, because like where that interdimensional being is from um they've seen everything um they're they're at the very end of the helping the helpers helping the help helping to help the planet at the very end and what that looks like 
um, and it's it's not the apocalypse. It's not at all anything like that whatsoever. It's very different. So um, Ralph is um, the the being that comes into play uh, for me and has really <laughs> just added on another level of consciousness. Um, I, I continue to have conversations with Ralph on different issues, um, and I have been asked by my team my spiritual team when I when I um had a bit of meditation yesterday that to turn up and to uh talk about my spiritual team because this podcast is enlightened conversations now you know when I first started enlightened conversations it was really about how can we role model how to do a healthy conversation we see a lot of conversations that are abusive even um, leaders in our society and the way they speak to each other can be quite abusive as well. And we see that um, in politics. We see that in, um, you know, uh, the movie arena. We see that in um, uh, influences can be quite abusive. So we see we see um, conversations as, as being, I think, as either contributing or contaminating our environment. And so enlightened conversations are about um, being able to speak about anything, any topic, without judgment, but having an opinion is cool. It's just like our opinion matters, um, and so does everybody else's. So it's about um, accepting that everybody has a different reality based on where they've come from, where they're going, what stage they're at, um, and everything should be spoken about from all points of view. So it isn't about being right and isn't about being wrong. Sometimes I 100% agree with people I tell them and I like to tell them, but other times I'm not sure if I get it and that's cool, um, but I can still hold space and respond in, in a positive way that encourages them to, to um, feel validated with their current reality because the reality is it is their current reality and um, for us to think that we are the be all and end all and know everything is quite arrogant and I think spiritually uh, quite arrogant so I like to be teachable stay humble so enlightened conversations started from my wanting to role model those conversations and what it turned into was talking to amazing people that were just blowing my mind um, that were doing amazing things and this is going back to my first three seasons which was 20, uh, 2016 17 and 18 and then um, when I resumed Enlightened Conversations coming back in 2022 after a little hiatus um, in which I had to do other spiritual assignments, um, what I have found Enlightened Conversations evolved into there um, was about me sharing my hiatus, my journey, um, being drawn to talk to leaders about really important issues around how we are leading and talking from that point of view as well. And now in 2023, what it's evolving into as well is more about because I'm now um, technically retired. I'm not retired from my activism because I've always been activator um, for enlightenment. But from that sort of financial um, need to have a job to pay the rent and mortgage and all those things. So what's a, what's evolved for me is more about, again, about turning up and listening and what, what spiritual assignment am I being given today? But also it's it's about um, talking, uh, continue to expand and, and continue to be that spiritual humble person that says, well, uh, you know, I'm being drawn to learn about this. And as I learn about it, 
um, you, you know, you guys learn about it. And I think a bit of, when I think about it, a bit of my show High Vibe, High, High Vibe Hunter was like that as well, just checking out the high vibes and what's going on and what are people doing and me learning. And, and that was on 5D TV. And um, so I'm, I'm feeling a sense of that too, like threads of that coming into play here. And now that I've been told to share my spiritual team and how they respond to different questions and things like that, um, and I've also just last week and the week before been guided to do Q&As more on what are the questions, what are, you know, what, what's coming through, what are the questions that people want answers to at this time. Um, so what I'm, what I'm going to do is, I, I guess, just see what happens. I've never done this before uh, with um, speaking to my spiritual team with like an audience. Um, I've certainly done it with Ralph while I'm like typing, like I can channel and type. It's just something I haven't done before. So there is a little bit of fear there for me because I don't, I don't exactly know how to do this. So um, I, I'll just see if there's a, a, a topic or a question that's coming through and then I will pass it around to my spiritual team and I will um, let you know how they respond. Um, if I can do that in real time, I will, but otherwise I'll just do it how it, how it happens. Um, okay, so... I was um, listening to uh, Jean Sheehan um, on one of her live streams today and she was um, coming in from um, Egypt, actually. She's on a trip to Egypt and she was talking about how the, um, uh, like for her, the, that it's been very much an activation for her to let go of um, suffering and to let go of um, not sharing, you know, the whole truth, like the whole sharing on a deeper level with everybody the, the the journey of everything and I thought oh wow that's really interesting as I'm sitting here that's like repeating on me and you know when things repeat on you you keep um thinking it's like spirit is saying hey this needs this is a nudge this is a nudge you need to you need to speak to this so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put there's two things there that I'm I'm feeling a topic so there's the end of suffering which she felt was coming through and then there was the sharing deeply and I'm going to pass it around to my spiritual team I'm going to uh, share what comes through so here we go here we go so I'm just asking Archangel Michael now so share with me what your thoughts are on the letting go of suffering so at this time people are being guided to let go of their past and I'm seeing the sort of truth um, sort of um, do the the waving of the cutting through cords cutting through stuff that's not that's that's holding them back and to rely upon the next direct spiritual message they get rather than hang on to a guaranteed outcome for a situation and to walk in faith more Yep, that makes sense. I'm kind of doing that now. So that 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 makes a lot of sense. Um, that's what I'm getting from Michael. So I'll move on to Buddha. There's so much joy in the release of suffering. And there's so much joy in the realization that suffering is temporary. Okay. But I'm also getting the message here too from Buddha that. The suffering is temporary, but he's also showing me it's necessary so that one has to feel something that they know they have to learn how to release. And that releasing I'm, I'm being shown is, is a like a muscle, like 
it's a practice not something that happens overnight he's saying it's a practice and it, you get good at it he's laughing um so you get good at that practice okay so moving on to jesus okay okay he's just saying um forgiveness of self is the end of suffering um and there is no forgiveness required of anybody else as and I've heard this message before, so I will say that to everybody here, that there's no necessary, it's not necessary to forgive everybody else because there's nothing to forgive. Um, everybody's doing the best they can. And our judgment is the only thing that re requires a forgiveness. The judgment of them is the only thing that requires a forgiveness of self. And the forgiveness of self is the end of suffering. And everything that we see is a, re a representation of the mirror of ourselves anyway so everybody is representing that so we just need to actually learn to love and accept ourselves and that part of ourselves um, and the only part of us we need to forgive is the part of us that has judged ourselves so thank you jesus thank you for that and then we have my indigenous beautiful indigenous people so they're saying as we let go of suffering our own suffering we actually heal the land. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's necessary. So the tears of our suffering that I let go of heal, heal the earth um, and lighten the earth. And <laughs> it's funny, we talk about enlightened conversations and saying that our tears that are released from our suffering and that's part of the healing and it's okay to cry and let the tears flow is healing the earth it's lightning enlightening the earth lightening the earth and the earth needs that so it's it's not just our responsibility to um think about the environment from a climate perspective it's also our responsibility to think about the environment from a uh, energetic healing perspective and we're all responsible for that so if we are very vested in climate change, we also need to look at our internal environment because the external environment is a reflection of our internal environment. Um, now they're dancing, <laughs> which they always do. Um, and, and we often get into a little bit of a... Yeah. Okay, and last but not least, um, Ralph, we're talking about suffering, releasing of the suffering. Okay, so Ralph is saying, and this is Ralph's big message, he's saying the more we resolve our issues, the less we suffer. The more we actually intentionally look at what's beneath the suffering and resolve that, the, the least we suffer, the less we suffer. So our avoidance of looking at what's causing our suffering creates more suffering. Um, now I'm being shown, um, he's just showing me like how that is affecting not just ourselves, but everybody around us vibrationally. So it's, um, he's saying particularly for light workers who hold on to things themselves and don't look at it, that actually affects people more than you're trying to help to heal them. Often we, he's showing me this lens that we have this lens as light workers and healers that we look through that we have like to help because if we don't help we're not doing what we're here for and we're not it's like almost like um our duty like you know call of duty but what he's saying is that sometimes the call has to be 
the call to help ourselves at this level when we get to a point of being quite enlightened is more powerful for everybody around us than trying to help one person at a time and focus on that. So showing me that this um, is very powerful work when we look at if there's anything that we feel like needs to be shifted, don't feel guilty um, that you're taking the time to do that for yourself because that is absolutely without a doubt um, a greater healing than just trying to heal that one person that you feel needs that help. Um, so there you have it. Oh, my goodness, there you have it. I've never done that before. That's a, a biggie. Um, I'm just uh, just need to sort of take a breath that um and then um we're, we're uh as you can as you can probably see this is um quite a deep and powerful work um what, what i might do is i'll see how we go with uh with with this particular um amount of time because i'm not 100 percent sure on how long that took and if i need to split this up into a second part or we're on on the podcast but um i'll just i'll just go on to because i don't know how long this second bit's going to take but I'm just going to go on to um, talking about um, sharing from our deepest part of ourselves. Um, um, when I heard Jean sharing, she said she she shared snippets, snippets of information from you know her team for everybody, uh, but not 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 always the whole the whole thing. It's powerful snippets, and I get that they can be extremely too much for people. Um, however, um, what I'm hearing Jean say is that now is the time to actually um, share more deeply. And, and I, I can relate to that. Look, I'm doing it actually today. So thanks, Jean. This has obviously come at a profound time for me as well. Um, so let's go into talking about how sharing from the most deepest part of ourselves is going to um, help us and, 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 um, and, and, and get us more of what we, what we want. Okay, let's have a look. So we'll go with Michael. So what I'm getting from Michael is um, even though we don't think we're sharing all of ourselves on an energetic level, that's an illusion because we are sharing all of ourselves all the time. Even the parts that are hidden are also being communicated. And if they're not being communicated with our words, they're still being communicated with our energy. So he's um, saying it's um, always good to check in with how much you should share with whom uh, from an honest honesty perspective with with your words but it's still he's, he's showing me that um it's already known it's already seen and there is no like mm. to those of you who this is a little bit of a message to those of you who feel like you're being watched all the time of course there are all eyes on you because everybody that energetically um, the spirit world sees everything so it's when we think about being watched we can think about it and it can create like he's oh gosh he's showing me like an anxiety that people feel oh no I don't want to be seen I don't want to be seen and so that needs to be dealt with because we are seen we are seen all the time so what I'm being shown here is that to think we're not sharing our most deepest selves all the time is an illusion. So we just need to get better at sharing it with our words 
And in order to do that, we also need to ask what should I say to whom and when so that it's safe for us, uh, especially if we're feeling vulnerable and it's, you know, safe for everybody else in the way we're sharing it. Um, and we can take some time to uh, check in and meditation um, to um, show me to just get clarity on exactly how much and how we can share that. It could be in other creative ways, not necessarily with our words, maybe with our art or other things. So quite deep, very deep. Um, okay, I'm going to move on to Buddha. So first thing he said was sharing is everything. So he says, um, if we don't share, we withhold. And if we withhold, that leads to madness. Right. Egocentricity that um, he's, he's showing me like um, that it's a spiritual arrogance and he's saying this is a madness because it's not it's not uh, spiritual to be arrogant, you know. Um, it's it's uh, false spirituality is what he's saying. So, so share more. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Mm, that's good. I'm I'm getting a lot out of this, by the way. I just want to just share that um, this is really helping for me because I'm stepping into this new phase myself and. It's really opening me up. I'm just going to keep going. Okay, Jesus. Okay, so what he's saying is um, sharing parts of ourselves um, gives other people permission to share those parts of themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, I get that. So that from that unconditional love point of view where loving the part of ourselves that is sharing enough and so therefore other people feel loved and so that, encourages them to also then be responsive back i see that like an infinity thing as well okay so he's just saying that sharing should be done from the aspect as well of um having mindfulness around how that is going to be received um so there is a social responsibility around our sharing and we he's, he's showing me we don't have control over being activators like at, we, will, we will trigger people sure but it's not about that he's just saying we just need to be really aware of the impact and um, so say we're sharing something really deeply and someone responds really aggressively or really um, inappropriately um, and that could happen from time to time is to be okay with the fact that it may well have triggered them that something that they're not ready to look at and to just be able to not take that personally because often when we're sharing from that really vulnerable space we don't have great boundaries we like like all the boundaries are down so what he's showing is if we could have another part of ourselves on board that is willing to step in to just be able to hold that part of ourselves that just shared and to be able to still love and hold space for a person that might be um switched into a, a different gear that's going to be really supportive of ourselves and it will pre preempt any um preemptive pain i'm getting at, or abuse or we can not be surprised we can be hold a compassionate space for that person because and and that's very that's very 
compassionate for ourselves too. So there's that unconditional love aspect as well. So moving on to our tribal elders and we're speaking about sharing deeply. Ah. Oh, God, they always make me cry. Um, so yeah, they're just saying like truth telling is everything. It's the story. It helps heal the listener and again the land. Okay. So they're just saying to me on an energetic level that truth telling opens up portals of energy everywhere. So we it's not just about ourselves. So they're showing us that when we speak our truth and we unlock something, we also actually unlock things that need to be unlocked that are way bigger than ourselves that help the whole planet. Okay, thank you. Another day. <laughs> oh, I love them so much. Okay, Ralph. Okay, so he's showing me a vision of unraveling our story and sharing that for all to see. Unravels like a gold path. It, it's like there's a clearer path. So it's like if you don't share deeply one aspect, then this golden path doesn't roll out for you. And it was like this carpet, like a gold, like, a, you know, rolling out before somebody after they've, they've they've shared their truth it's like something else it's like you clear this away and then something else opens up and he's also reminding me of um something that i learned recently um which was when you share your truth with someone who's able to actually hear you that the stress in your brain is halved the chemical stress in your brain and the actual stress that this is this the energy of this um, that you're holding onto is actually halved when you when you share it appropriately with people that listen, and when you share it with people that are going to um, not understand or even hear you, it it actually doubles. So the stress of this unhealing or this story. So he's just saying to me that make sure that before you share your story, you have people that you know um, that it that they can hold that energy unconditionally and in a non-judgmental way. Um, and he's showing me that um, that's part of your responsibility of self-care to yourself. And he's also sharing to, sharing with me that it's good to have those people set up before something happens. So like if you feel like right now you don't have something that is um, big to share, but you still have to have those people in your life that if you did need to share something that support would be there and that's really important so um that's what i'm getting around sharing deeply oh okay so um i'm gonna leave it there today um i hope you've enjoyed this very different episode um of enlightened conversations very very deeply personal um, episode of Enlightened Conversations. And um, if you have any questions or um, any 
like things that you would like to throw <laughs> throw at the team um i'd be happy to do that and and um have another one of these and i'm just looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds thank you everybody for joining me and we'll see you next time on enlightening conversation bye for now